Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I'm not a betting guy, but for y'all that are, there's Bet Online. Bet Online. The fastest way and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. You got the NBA play-in. Got the NBA playoffs coming up right after that. All kinds of stuff. MLB, golf, NASCAR, whatever you like. BetOnline.ag is there. They've got you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website, BetOnline.ag. Or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. What's up, BBN? Welcome to another episode of Believe in Kentucky. Believe Podcast Network. Believe.com at Believe Podcast on Twitter. My name is Vinny Hardy. Flying solo. TD is not in today. So uh, y'all hear me drone on and on for a little bit. But going to catch us up on everything that's happened since the last episode. And it's been some stuff going on. You know, I've said each and every time that stuff is going to play out or it's not. When you talk about the status of the basketball team, you know, we saw a lot of angst about the roster. How's it going to play out? There aren't any point guards. Uh, Nolan Hickman decommits. Uh, We saw Askew transfer out. How's Kyle going to fill this roster? What's going to happen? How's he going to piece it all back together? And since our last episode, which was last Tuesday, I guess we start with the older news first. The tea leaves started trending and pointing to uh, the Arizona combo guard, Ty Ty Washington, that everybody thought he was leaning towards Kentucky. Those who definitely follow it closely, you know, your Jack Pilgrim, your Sean Smith, your Chris Fishers, your Justin Rollins, all those guys who really follow recruiting closely the process the journey of these kids as they end up ultimately making their decision you know a lot of those guys you know sean smith talks with paul biancardi a lot and a lot of those national recruiting analysts so the leaning started going that tai tai was was gonna pick the cats he was originally gonna commit this past saturday but he moved it up to wednesday so Wednesday night at nine o'clock Eastern time, uh, he does commit to Kentucky. So you you saw some sighs of relief 
you saw, whoo, that's good. Thank goodness, you know, Tata is committing to Kentucky. So the combo guard, you, you, you see the highlights of him, you know, some score on all three levels. Uh, he won a three-point contest at the Iverson Classic. Got the floater with either hand. He can get to the paint. He's got the mid-range, even though that's, that's taboo in modern basketball now. He can hit that mid-range jumper. And he's got range out beyond the three-point line as well. Um, there's comparisons to Brandon Knight. Maybe that uh, could be accurate. He's about 6'3". Got a nice stroke. Uh, not blazing quick like John Wall or De'Aaron Fox, but gets where he wants to go, you know, takes his own time, goes at his pace. You can't get him off of that. So a nice addition, uh, a spot of need that is now filled. Uh, you pair him up with the pieces that were already there, you know, Kellen Grady, Dante Allen, C.J. Frederick, the shooting uh, is a lot better, should be a lot better going forward, which was definitely something that had to be uh, looked at and improved upon. So you get Ty Ty Washington uh, out of the state of Arizona. So a nice welcome addition. You then have the leanings once again, the trendings once again, that um, Georgia guard, Severe Willie, you kept hearing him mention with Kentucky. Um, he had his four schools, it was Kentucky, LSU, Oklahoma State, and Kansas, and he commits on the Field of 68 podcast with Jeff Goodman. Uh, it was cool, you know, hearing him talk. First of all, a New York accent jumps out. He was, you know, in Houston, but still from New York, so that, that New York guard. Um, a lot of worry for whatever reason that, you know, we're looking to improve the shooting. He's not a great shooter. So now, you know, <laughs> some of the fan base wants to panic about that. Um, he led the SEC in assists, scored 14 points a game, seven-ish assists a game, had 10 and seven against Kentucky. And we all know all too well that his seventh and final assist was the one that beat the Cats on that inbounds play down in Athens. Gave Georgia the 63-62 win over Kentucky. So Severe Wheeler beat us and then decided to join us. So he comes in, and yes, there are the turnovers. There are the shooting deficiencies, if you want to call it that. He's not a knockdown shooter. He doesn't light it up. Uh, he still has some double-doubles there at Georgia. Georgia wasn't a good team. Look, they beat Kentucky. We had our worst team ever, and Georgia beat us. He had double-doubles, had the first triple-double in Georgia history. The backcourt for Kentucky appears to be better. He appears to be coming into a situation where the dude can already get dimes, so he should be able to get dimes at a much better more efficient clip when he's passing to C.J. Frederick, when he's passing to Kellen Grady, when he's playing with Ty Ty Washington. Dante Allen comes in. Better scorers, better finishers. Um, so you should, if he can get dimes at Georgia for that team, it's coming into a better situation. It was cool hearing him talk because, look, he's a young dude, but his, his 
his history, his knowledge of the history of Kentucky, as far back as his young self will allow himself to be taken, was still cool. He, he wasn't really worried about Tata being there, wasn't worried about the guard, you know, if Mintz comes back, whatever. Um, he talked about how, you know, Cal has had, you know, lots of guards before. And, you know, he knew about, you know, John Wall and Eric Bledsoe. He knew about Malik Monk, De'Aaron Fox, and Isaiah Briscoe. He was aware of Tyler Eulis and Jamal Murray. He had seen all these combinations in Kentucky's recent past under Coach Cal. So he, he was aware, he was cognizant of the situation he was stepping into, the roster construction that he was going to look to be a part of. So he knows, well, there's myself, there's Tata Washington, Davion Mintz may or may not come back. He's not going to be blindsided by any of that. He's, he's cool with all that. And so, like I mentioned, he beat us, and now he's joining us. So uh, he looks to be able to kind of take his game to the next level. He's 5'10", not that tall, but still looks to be able to put together a solid career at Kentucky. Get yourself in the tournament playing for Kentucky, running the keys to that offense. And then he can maybe go ahead and pursue his dreams of an NBA career and become uh, a better player, a more uh, valuable, desirable player to the NBA scouts at the next level. So you get Tata, you get Severe, you get the upgrades uh, that continue as the basketball team puts the pieces in place for this upcoming season, bouncing back from the 9-16 worst season in our lifetime. So, you know, we, we looked and wondered what's Cal going to do? How's he going to fix this stuff? We've seen changes to the staff, made the changes to the staff without having to, you know, kick guys to the curb, you know. Uh, Justice takes the job at Arizona State, Tony Barbie goes to Central Michigan. Changes were made, but it's not like he had to fire his guys, but yet you still revamp the staff. You've revamped the roster. So a lot of the things that need to be done, you're wondering if it's Cal complacent. Is he just, yeah, is he about to just, you know, throw his hands up and roll out or move on? He's seen kind of rejuvenated, rolling his sleeves back up. That was a bad pill to swallow going nine and 16. And you see by his actions that he's kind of owning it. You know, fans get upset with the press conferences, the basketball Benny stuff, but his actions, you can tell he's competitive. He's a prideful guy. He's got an ego and nine and 16 didn't sit well with him. Didn't sit well with us. He may have not been as, you know, hurt or ticked off as we want to see him be. You know, as we are when we're watching a loss last season take place. But you can see by his actions, hey, I'm I'm all about trying to get this fixed immediately and have us a better season, a season that we're accustomed to having uh, for Kentucky basketball. So Tata Washington, Severe Wheeler, two good additions to the Kentucky basketball program. There was some... Uh, Louisville news today as well, uh, and, you know, the rivalry portion, you know, when you see stuff happening with the cards, and there's been a lot happening, to be honest, you know, a lot of stuff coming down from over there. The latest being Dino Gaudio getting indicted for 
extortion after being let go by Chris Mack. He was threatening to talk about uh, potential recruiting violations within the Louisville program if he didn't receive the 17 months of salary that he thought was owed to him. So it's just, you know, he got an ax to grind. Uh, people thought Chris Mack, you know, wasn't really right to let him go in the first place. And it was thought to be a good hire when he brought Dino in. You know, they had a good relationship. Dino's an experienced head coach. Chris Mack's coming from Xavier to Louisville, bring in Dino for experience. And when Mack was at Xavier, Dino was the assistant coach who recruited Mack. So that's the guy. They were tight. That's that relationship. You know, you guys listen to this episode uh, and the episodes that we've done in the past of Believe in Kentucky. What is TD always talking about? What attracted him to Kentucky? Billy Donovan, the assistant coach. He didn't have that tight bond with Rick Pitino. Billy Donovan, that, you know, he's the reason that he came to Kentucky. He even said that had Billy Donovan taken the Marshall job right before Tony was set to come to Kentucky, Tony's pretty sure he would have followed Billy to Marshall. That's the kind of relationship that they had. So that's just what Mac and Gaudio used to have. Obviously, they don't have that anymore. That is, that is long gone, and this relationship is, you know, it is severed and probably beyond repair. If you think now, uh, well, you, you, you had Billy Donovan playing for Rick Pitino. He was an assistant coach for Rick Pitino. So you have the former player working for the coach. Uh, we've seen that take place uh, in many different situations. You try to look and see, well, what about a situation where that head coach or that assistant coach is coming back to work for the player and uh, it's probably happened on the college level but the one that comes to my mind right now at the pro level you get the Brooklyn Nets and you look at Steve Nash the first time head coach never been a head coach before Mike D'Antoni who just got fired from my Houston Rockets went and took the job as an assistant coach for Steve Nash. You have the head coach. I coached you. Now I'm coming to be your assistant. So it's kind of like what we had with Gaudio coming to work for Chris Mack. Now it would be the same thing if, if D'Antoni was to get let go and then he's trying to bring up all kind of dirt on Steve Nash. That's what we got going on with the situation at UofL. Now it's not college and stuff if, if D'Antoni was to get fired and try to bring up some kind of dirt on, on Nash. But you get what I'm saying. That same relationship, the boss coming to work for, you know, the former player, gets let go, got an extra grind, pissed off about it. And out on the way out, you know, I'm trying to bring them down. They fired me, I'm going to bring them down. That's kind of what Gaudio was doing. Can't do that. And... You know, he just got, a, you know, in some serious trouble today for that situation. So not many dull moments, you know, when you go down the road an hour and see what's going on with the cards. So the rivalry situation, Cats cards, there's, there's more uh, to, to add to the rivalry, more stuff to poke each other about and things of that nature, because they definitely had their fun with Kentucky going nine and 16. And now here's another 
big chunk of baggage and drama coming out from there in. And now I can tell you can kind of start poking back at the cars. That's the way the rivalry goes. And, and so it goes and will continue to go. So definitely had a touch on that um, as well. Remember Kentucky getting love um, football wise. Check out our episode last week. You know, Jay boy show Jake crane came on. He's not the only one that's, you know, picking Kentucky to finish second in the East. I was on a Georgia podcast the other day. Uh, Robert Reynolds was the host of uh, Dogcast. He thinks Kentucky's going to do good. He sees them kind of trying to close the gap with Georgia. So we ourselves definitely want to see that take place as well. You look at former guest again, mentioned Jay Crane from the J-Boy Show, Jimmy Mahan, Jimmy's Wildcat um road show the, the card shop there in lexington he had the kentucky volleyball seniors there at the shop signing autographs all the seniors from the national championship signing autographs there we've seen aj rose there seen jamin davis there um go to jimmy's and hang out and you can go see former players uh, doing signings and get to interact with them so that's very cool to see Check out our episode with Jimmy. We talked about cars, talked about sneakers, talked about the cats. A lot of fun stuff happening with guests that we've had on, people we've gotten to know, people y'all have gotten to know by listening to this podcast. So uh, cool for Jimmy to have the volleyball squad over at the shop doing an autograph signing. We know how the Knicks are basically UK Northeast. Kenny Payne, Kevin Knox, Nerlens Noel, Jewish Randall, Emmanuel Quickly. We see them now getting the fourth spot in the East in the playoffs. They open up in the first round against the Atlanta Hawks. We got another UK squad that's forming, this time on the college level. On the D2 level, we got Missouri Western State. Will Martin is the head coach there. He was a, a manager on the UK staff uh, when Anthony Davis and John Hood and those guys were there. He's the head coach at Missouri Western. John Hood just got hired as an assistant coach out there. And he was on with Tom Leach earlier today, John Hood was. And once again, just to go check our older episodes, we had Tom Leach on this podcast, you know, the voice of the cats. So, and it was fun talking with him as well. But John was telling Tom this morning that there might be some news, additional news coming out of Missouri Western. You know, he didn't, he didn't, you know, spill the beans. He wasn't able to, because obviously there was, you know, T's that need to be crossed, I's that need to be dotted. And those T's and I's were in regards to Perry Stevenson, former big man, Perry Stevenson. We remember him back in the, the, the 2008, 2009, late 2000s, first decade. Uh, and he is also a coach now at Missouri Western with John Hood and Will Martin. So we got UK, uh, Midwest, if you want to call it that. Missouri Western is right there outside of Kansas City. So P. Steve is going to be uh, coaching the bigs for Missouri Western. And, of course, we all remember the famous dunk he had against UNLV. Uh, Missouri Western put that out on their social media and said that our bigs are going to be in good hands 
with Coach Stevenson. So congratulations to Perry. Congratulations to John Hood. Congratulations to Will Martin. As you got a nice little UK uh, conglomeration of fellas building and, and getting a team together out there uh, for Missouri Western. Moving back to the football front, we, you know, hate to talk about bad stuff when it happens, but we didn't mention the fact that wide receivers coach uh, Javon Boonight had been arrested um, about a week and a half ago, May the 8th, I do believe. He was in northern Kentucky. He was caught speeding, had an open container there in the car with him. And a lot thought that, you know, that might have cost him his job on UK football staff, but it looks like Coach Stoops is going to retain Coach Boo Knight, uh, keep him on as the receivers coach. The punishment looks to be internal. Uh, the, and that's, that is, whew, the production from that group hasn't been great for a while. That's kind of still been the weak link of the offense. There's been some turnover there far as wide receiver coaches go at that position. And so you're coaching a unit that hasn't really done great and you're already on thin ice and then you get arrested um, for DUI in the open container. That's, you know, putting an anvil on you while you're standing on that thin ice. But apparently he's going to be able to continue to be retained as of now and be disciplined internally. Um, and hopefully he can bounce back from that and, and learn from those series of mistakes. You know, as we all have to do sometimes, sometimes you end up having to learn the hard way. That might be the case with Coach Boo Knight. Hopefully he can bounce back personally and then lead a turnaround professionally for the receivers there on the UK staff. So uh, we'll also see what Liam Cohen does to kind of address that do you kind of hide that do you focus more on the tight ends you got a good running game how will you get those guys the ball and keep defenses honest when the wide receiver production is still still hasn't reached where it needs to be uh, maybe the potential is there maybe he was able to bring that potential out uh, he's young he's innovative that's why he was brought here that's going to be one of the challenges facing him and getting this offense to, to be a high power machine that we want it to be, to give the running game a little bit of a break, to have Chris Rodriguez and Smoke and Duton McClain and Tisdale and all those guys, let them be able to run without eight, nine in the box. So that's definitely what we like to see. Make teams, you know, drop back and be uh, trying to defend Kentucky a little bit more honestly. So we'll see how that all plays out as well. UK baseball, oh, like I said, hate to talk about bad stuff, but they are struggling as well. They, uh, I think they're playing right now. Let me see if I can find the score. They're playing Tennessee Tech, I do believe. But they just came off of a a sweep at the hands of South Carolina and going into that, they were needing to win a couple or get a sweep because they were, you know, on the outside of the bubble looking in before this series with 
South Carolina. Then they get swept. Uh, so that, you know, they're kind of sinking their battleship as far as how they're finishing up at the end of the season. Playing Tennessee Tech right now, um, not seeing a score. I'll try to find it maybe before the end of the podcast. But it was, um, you know, you, you, it reminds me of the office space. Everybody, you know, you remember Lumberg is always saying, you know, Peter, I need you to do more TPS reports. Uh, I need you to do this. Every time you saw him coming, it was bad news. And that's kind of the way it's been ever since that Florida series. Kentucky was this close to winning the first two against Florida. They um, controversial borderline call the like a strike. It was called a ball. And you've seen it happen before the next pitch, you know, Florida, you know, gets a crucial hit, gets a home run, scores a bunch of runs. They end up winning that game, even the series. Then they win the series the following day. And Kentucky's been reeling ever since. We see that in baseball games all the time. It's a, you know, 2-2 count. And you think you've painted that outside corner. You get a guy rung up. And you see the pitcher think he's got a strikeout. And it's called a ball. And you see him lose the focus. He's upset. And the next thing you know, that next pitch is a home run. It's a double uh, and you, you're not able to bear down and get that out again. That's been the case since Kentucky played Florida the other day. And they're, they're reeling. And they started the season off so strong in conference. You know, they, they swept Auburn, took two out of three from Missouri. And that was like, you know, cool. Beat the teams you're supposed to beat. Stack wins early. Get as many wins as you can because you know the schedule is going to get tougher. So they start off five and one, and you're like, okay, good, good, good. And you know now you 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 lose to South Carolina. I think that put them at eleven and sixteen in the conference. So after starting five and one, they've been six and fifteen in the conference the rest of the way, and. Now you got to go down to Vanderbilt for three after you play Tennessee Tech today. So that's going to be very tough and already in in dire straits as far as the NCAA tournament hopes. You get to go to the SEC tournament down in Hoover, but you got to go down there and make some noise. You know, it's, it's, it's like what we see from Georgia – or Missouri in basketball a lot of times. Well, you're playing on Wednesday or Thursday down in Nashville. The dogs are going to have to you know, win three or four or win it all to, to have a chance at the big dance. That's where Kentucky's at in baseball uh, right now. So hopefully, you know, they can get a spark, can, can, you know, get out of this funk that they're in that's had them kind of reeling and wobbly for quite some time now. Uh, softball. They are hosting uh, this coming weekend at John Crop Stadium. It will be Kentucky. They'll play Northwestern. And then on the other side, you have Notre Dame and Miami. So the Cats can make a run there. Coach Lawson and company uh, can get out of the region there at home and move on and progress throughout the NCAA tournament. Ryan Howard was getting some love for the basketball side when it, they just compiled a lot of her accolades 
for the season for what she's done. It basically was a cool tweet. Her junior year, um, they put it in all in one accolade pack graphic. Uh, she was the only player in the nation to average over 20 points with at least 7.3 rebounds, 90 assists, and 60 steals. The only SEC player that led her team in scoring, rebounding, and assists. In 11 games versus ranked teams, she averaged 22.3 points, 6.7 rebounds, three assists, two and a half steals. She was hitting 47% from the field and 40% from three. Scored 20 points 12 times, including four 30-point games, three of the four times versus top 25 teams. Showed she can do more than score. She averaged more rebounds, assists, and steals than in the previous two seasons. So uh, we were just witnessing greatness on a yearly basis from Ryan Howard. She just continues to put together outstanding seasons, and this amazing career is playing out right before our very eyes. Going back to the football front, too, I should have mentioned it when I was talking about Coach Boonite, but – there was the departure since we last recorded this episode of Believe in Kentucky. Coach Steve Klingscale uh, did leave for Michigan. And that was uh, basically a matter of Jim Harbaugh saying, dude, you keep, you keep beating us. Let me try to get you to join us. Because we know, you know, Justin Rogers and uh, Marquand McCall and all the talent that Coach Klink was bringing down from Michigan – Look, and Harbaugh knows, you talk about thin ice like Boo Knight's on, Harbaugh was, you know, it hasn't really gone great since he came back to Michigan. He's a Michigan man, played there and everything. Uh, did great at Stanford, did great at the Niners, but hasn't got it going like Wolverine Nation thought he would. So he comes and gets clean scale, uh, who has all the Michigan ties. So, you know, you wish him well. We saw Clink doing well in Tennessee as well. The Wade twins, Keaton and Destin Wade, committed to Kentucky. Uh, Coach Klingscale was instrumental in their commitment. Um, so we got to continue to um, – let's see, he's, he's instrumental in their commitment. Those twins were not going anywhere. They're still firmly committed to Kentucky. They might lose a guy or two that he did bring in. Um, a couple guys might follow him. Uh, which we've seen that before. You know, Wallen Cousins followed Cal from Memphis to here. So a couple guys may follow Clink to Michigan. Uh, but a couple, the twins so far are firmly committed to Kentucky. So that is uh, good to see as well. Um, Got to take this time to, to shout out our sponsor, you know, Dave and Ben at La Terrain, the great timepieces, the Red Crest, the Voyager, the Compass, the 25th anniversary commemorative national championship watch, celebrating the wonderful achievements of Tony Delk and those 1996 Kentucky Wildcats as they destroyed the SEC and the NCAA en route to the title that year. That watch is amazing. If you pre-ordered that, you got a copy of Cut to the Chase, Alan Cutler and John Wong. Go to La Terrain, L-A-T-O-U-R-A-I-N-E.com, La Terrain, 
get you a watch, find you a style, find you a band, get yourself a timepiece. They got something for every taste. So make sure you go to LaTerrain.com. Appreciate them sponsoring the podcast. They've been with us from the jump, and we definitely appreciate what Dave and Ben are doing. So definitely check them out. LaTerrain watches at LaTerrain.com. And congratulations are in order. Dave from LaTerrain just became a first-time father. Had a son just a few days ago, put out on Twitter that him and his wife were about to bring the young fella home. So glad to see that he was okay. Glad to hear that mom was okay. And congratulations to Dave on first-time fatherhood. Now, Dave, you're gonna be you're gonna be in it now. You're gonna be, you know, waking up and getting the bottles and helping out, and it's gonna be rough. You're gonna feel like a zombie. You're not going to have any sleep. You'll be trying to sleep when the baby is sleeping. It's going to feel like that's going to last forever. But while you're in it, it feels like it lasts forever. But once you get through that, once you guys get him on a schedule where he's sleeping through the night, get him where he's eating and getting enough formula or formula down or put a little cereal in his milk and he's eating and starting to sleep through the night, you'll look back on that phase and be like, wow, man, that was it seemed like it was going to be forever before we got him to start sleeping. You look back on it and next thing you know, you you moved on. And next thing you know, you're talking about teething and, and he crawling and walking and potty training and starting school. Each little phase just goes from one to other very quickly. And as difficult as it seems at that time, in that moment, you look back and you're like, wow, this, you know, it's, he's already sleeping good now. It didn't seem like it would ever happen. Now he's sleeping every night like a champ. Oh, man, he was in such pain getting those teeth and teething. Now he's chewing his food on his own. He's got his teeth. Each little phase, you just move right through it. It's easy to say when you look back, but you, when you're in it, you got you to gotta hang in there and, and get through it. But you will. You, you and the missus will. Uh, as you get to watch little man grow and next thing you know, he's walking alongside you with his lot terrain watch on his wrist himself. So congratulations to Dave. And once again, thank him and Ben for all that they do for us here on Believe in Kentucky. It is NBA play-in night. Um, the Pacers were blasting the Hornets. Uh, we got the Celtics and the Wizards coming up. Later on tonight, we have the Grizzlies and the Spurs tomorrow, and then we have the Lakers and the Warriors. So it's going to be fun watching those play out. It's going to be fun uh, seeing what happens. Look, LeBron didn't want to be in this situation, but he is. So we're just going to have to accept it. If you want to defend your title, you're going to have to win a play-in game against the Warriors. If you lose that one, you got to beat whoever uh, comes out of the Spurs-Grizzlies matchup and, and try to win the eighth spot if you guys lose to Golden State tomorrow. So you got to deal with it, LeBron. The person you wanted fired for having this playing situation, you know, their, their job is not in jeopardy. It's up to you to do your job as the face of the Lakers and the face of the league to get your team solidly in the playoffs get them through this play-in situation and then make a run as a 
seven or eight seed against Phoenix or Utah in the first round and then go from there. You know, if you guys are healthy, still looks like you will be the favorite. But, you know, you kind of got some some hurdles and obstacles in your way right now. So we have to see how that plays out as well. So look forward to that. Had a lot of fun on this episode. Flying solo. Appreciate everybody listening. Uh, check it out wherever you get your podcasts. Spotify. Go straight to Believe.com. Straight on the site. Uh, Apple Podcast. Spotify. Stitcher. Uh, Castbox. Everywhere you get them. Download. Share. Retweet. Tell your friends. Put a comment on there. Give us a five star review. We definitely appreciate it. And we definitely appreciate y'all taking time to listen to the Believe in Kentucky podcast. For now, this is Vinny Hardy signing off. We'll see y'all next week. This has been another episode of Believe in Kentucky presented by Bet Online. Everybody have a wonderful evening. We'll talk to y'all next time. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.